I, at the time I hired a professional, I hired a nutritionist to help me with this problem. And she identified the issues that I, I was having at the time. And together we worked out a nutrition plan that was working for me at the time. And, um, and she put me in a very simple supplement protocol. And in as little as 10 weeks, I noticed an absolute turnaround and transformation in my health, in my clarity of mind, in my you know, inspiration for life and overall happiness. And of course, as a byproduct, I was also losing a lot of weight. So I thought, you know, there's something in this when we actually not trying to lose weight as such, and we're not focusing on calories and, and, and counting calories, but rather look at what's the underlying root cause of the problem, why we keep putting on weight, why can't we lose it? And so once we address that, we can actually get really, really good results. And that's what I've been doing with my clients ever since I began my own practice. Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to the Venture Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob O'Connor. Today, joining us with a degree in nutrition therapy, as well as a certified fitness trainer and the founder of leanbodycoach.com, Nick Toff. What's up, Nick? Hi, Jacob. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, I'm glad that you could come on and to start things off. I was hoping that you'd give us just kind of 45 seconds of context with how you got started and build up to where you are now. I started a business called TheLeanBuddyCoach.com almost six years ago now, and I've been helping women lose weight and keep the weight off with using an individually tailored um, DNA-based, science-based approach combined with NLP coaching. And the reason why I started this business was because I struggled with my health um, very much. I had a lot of issues with my gut, with my weight, and um, that kind of led me to a journey of a breakdown. And as we know, for most breakdowns, usually there's a breakthrough that comes, uh, comes through. And that's exactly what happened to me. Once I've overcome my own challenges and my own issues and had my own health journey, I was really inspired to help women do the same. That's awesome. And now I was hoping you kind of break down how, um, what your initial struggles were and then how you overcame them yourself. Because I think a lot of people listening are going through their own stuff. Maybe they'll be having the similar issues that you are. Sure. So I was working in a pretty high pressure job, working in hospitality, um, very long hours, late nights. And my job involved in being around a lot of unhealthy food, alcohol and socializing. And, um, and over time, that sort of lifestyle led to a lot of internal stress, a lot of physical stress, a lot of emotional stress. Um, and it led to an increasingly breakdown in my health, in, including my skin, including my digestion, including depression, um, as well as hormonal imbalance. And I found myself about you know eight kilos overweight, which might not seem like a lot to a lot of people, but I'm quite little, so on me it was quite noticeable. And also find myself, you know, constantly having low mood, and then have to you know have coffee to increase my mood, or having a drink to feel better. And then at the end of the day, I would feel depressed again, and I would you know need to take something to go to sleep, and then the whole cycle just you know start all over every day. And uh, I got to the point where I was not able to tolerate normal foods, like eating just, you know, 
plain food like broccoli and chicken, I just couldn't even handle it because I was getting bloated from everything. So I developed a condition called leaky gut syndrome where the digestive tract becomes so damaged uh, over time that you, become, you can become intolerant to a lot of foods. And that's exactly what happened to me. So it's got to the point where it was, there was no going back. I had to just get through and, and actually fix it. Wow, that is quite, quite remarkable. And it seemed like you had a lot going on at that time. So how did you then overcome it? I, at the time, I hired a professional, I hired a nutritionist to help me with this problem. And she identified the issues that I, I was having at the time, which was candida overgrowth and leaky gut syndrome. And together, we worked at a nutrition plan that was working for me at the time. And, um, and she put me in a very simple supplement protocol with probiotics and, and some supporting herbs that, was, that were um, helping me improve my digestion and liver function. And in as little as 10 weeks, I noticed an absolute turnaround and transformation in my health, in my clarity of mind, in my you know, inspiration for life and overall happiness. Even just in a matter of weeks, I felt completely different. And of course, as a byproduct, um, I was also losing a lot of weight. So I thought, you know, there's something in this when we actually not trying to lose weight as such, and we're not focusing on calories and, and, and counting calories and trying to exercise more than the amount of calories that we take in, but rather look at what's the underlying root cause of the problem, why we keep putting on weight, why can't we lose it? And so once we address that, we can actually get really, really good results. And that's what I've been doing with my clients ever since I began my own practice. So you started your own practice six years ago. And then whenever you work one-on-one -on -one with your clients, what exactly does that process look like? Yes, yeah, so that process is a 12-week is a process where I take them through um, a sort of body-mind transformation. So I always start with education because I believe that once we know something, then we can make an empowered decision. There's so much information out there regarding nutrition, fitness, um, mindset, that people get so confused, especially around nutrition, because there are literally studies for every particular, every diet that you can think of proving that that's the right diet and that's the effective diet. But it doesn't mean that that's the right diet for you, for your age, for your genetics, for your body type. So we actually have to look at each person individual rather than just put everyone in a box and, and say that, that this diet works or that diet works. It, it's very different for everybody especially when it comes to women, especially when it comes to hormones, especially around older women who are getting, you know, closer to their fifties or, you know, late forties. That makes sense. And I think that it definitely does depend on the individual. So I think it's better if we take almost more of a general route whenever we discuss this. So how, how, how do you get people to change their relationship with food? Mm. Well, again, you start with education and just telling them, you know, what are the things that are causing sort of inflammation in the body, for example. Um, there's few things that I always tell people to remove from their diet when they want to see any changes. So or when, when they want to see a significant change. And I like to remove the inflammatory foods such as gluten. So the foods that are usually the most trigger foods for most people and these are usually the foods that are very most common in our diet as well because you know they usually you know cheap ingredients um processed foods and 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 carbohydrates which people are addicted to a lot of people are addicted 
also alcohol and caffeine and, and, and processed and refined sugar. So once someone re removes most of these from their diet, no matter what, they're going to get results, right? They're going to feel better. They're going to lose weight. Um, and then I like to focus on my approach is really strong on focusing on what you can eat. So a lot of diets tell you what not to eat. So then whenever I, I know that you said that whenever you take these things out of your diet, it becomes easier for them to obviously see changes being made. But I think that a lot of people, as you said, they are addicted to these, to these foods. And so it's not, um, I don't, not necessarily as simple. It's just like stop eating them. Are there maybe like some exercises that you have to get them to, you know, be removed from the feeling or to shift it to another food or another activity? Sure. So this is a great question because I believe that a lot of these, yes, of course, there's a, there's a physiological element of addiction to certain foods because certain foods can be addictive. But most of the time, and let's be honest, majority of the time, we're really looking at an emotional connection to food that people are really addicted to a certain food because they get a certain kick out of it, right? Uh, let's look at caffeine, let's look at alcohol, you know, looking at even just sugar, right? So um, what I like to get my clients to do is to really understand what is being triggered when they're reaching for that or wanting to reach for that specific food. So what's the emotional link? So let's say, you know, in the afternoon at three o'clock, you're wanting to reach for that bar of chocolate. What's actually going on in that moment? Where are you? Who's around? What's making you feel uncomfortable? What's the feeling that you're experiencing? So really, once we can actually get a, a good handle on what's happening in that moment, we understand what is the emotional unmet need that's being filled with food. That makes sense. And so then I, I think that whenever you take a look at food and not only how it changes your body physically once you start to do a diet, but it also affects your mind mentally. I was hoping you could talk about a little bit of the mental aspect of what goes on as you start uh, as you start the diet and then progress through it. Yeah, so once you clean up your diet, usually what happens for my clients very, very early on is that energy levels increase. So when they remove all this junk food from their diet and processed foods and a lot of caffeine, and again, I'm not to say, I'm not to say they can, you can never have coffee or you can never have a little bit of caffeine. That's, it's, it's not a problem for everybody. But most people are overdoing it to the point where their adrenals get burnt out. You know, they are producing excess amount of stress hormones. And that's actually th that hormonal imbalance that really creates um, a problem in them being able to shift weight. So, so the process is that if you remove or reduce these substances in your diet, you're going to start feeling more energized. You're going to start thinking more clearly. And you're going to be able to make better decisions. And when you're feeling more energized and you're thinking more clearly and you're making better decisions, then maybe you will choose to go and do 20 minutes or 30 minutes of exercise versus just go and sit on the couch and watch Netflix because you're just too tired and just can't be bothered. So once the mind kind of clears up, then we just automatically want to do better things for ourselves because, you know, once you do exercise, you will feel better. And that's just a, you know, a small example but it really reflects on all the choices that we make on a daily basis, not just exercise or food choices, but also lifestyle choices as well. Definitely. I know there's a correlation between the two. And so with that being said, just in general, what advice would you offer anyone looking to lose weight? Mm -hmm. Well, um, focus on what's 
again, the emotional link, you know, focus on what is the emotion? If there's an emotional, like firstly decide, is there an emotional problem here? Am I eating for emotional reasons? Am I eating when I'm stressed? Am I eating when I'm sad? Am I eating when I'm happy? Is this a problem? Let's say it's a problem, then we can go and work with that. And if it's not a problem, great. Then let's look at the physiological uh, side of things and let's look at the actual body. Are we looking at problems with digestive health and gut? Um, are we looking at problems with liver and not being able to process certain foods very well or liver being overloaded because there's too much caffeine or alcohol in the diet? So really looking at the physical body as well as the emotional body to see what needs more help. And sometimes it's going to be equal amount that needs help. And sometimes it's going to be more, on, more work on the physical body. And sometimes it's going to be more emotional work involved. So then whenever, so you go through, you do those steps. And then now the next step is to start working out. Are, the person that's not feeling motivated, they're not going to be really enticed to go work out. Whereas the person who um, maybe starts to have more energy will. So how do you kind of get to a place where you're, you're wanting to work out? It's not, I know every day you're not going to want to, but to have more energy, to be more confident with yourself, to show up in the gym and to show up to work out. How do you get to that place? Sure. Great question. So at the beginning of when I start a coaching program with someone, which a coaching program for me, the shortest program I do is 12 weeks, three months, because it takes really about three months for someone to really have that inside that transformation. The beginning, before I even start or give them any nutrition plan or any exercise plan, I have a coaching session with them to help them connect to their why. So each individual, we, all of us, we're motivated by something. And most of the time, we don't know what we're motivated by. Or let's say not most of the time, but many people don't know what they're motivated by. And so if we can understand what is the motivation behind the things that they want to achieve, then we can connect them to that emotionally and we can help them really resonate with that reason. So once they're actually emotionally connected to their why, and that why is so deep that, that it makes them want to cry when they think about it, then they're actually going to be motivated to go and do what it takes to exercise or to do the shopping or to do the cooking or whatever it is. But most weight loss program, programs miss this, this key step. And it's so, so, so important because it's, it's the foundation of everything. If you don't understand what motivates someone, then we can't get them to take action. And this is why most people don't take action. Absolutely. Um, this is fascinating that you brought that up. I read a book by Simon Sinek called Start With Why. And it's just, um, it's the same way as working out in your programs. It's the same way in business because everything is driven by a why. It's like there's three central questions and they're what, how, and why. And if you picture, if you picture one giant circle and then two smaller circles inside of it, the outside circle says what, the inside circle says how, and the very center circle says why. And it's because it's the foundation. It's the building block for everything you do it should be powered by your why. Exactly. And that's why, you know, you know, brands, we, we buy brands and we're, we're, we're navigating towards things that we believe in. We resonate with their values. Like if you, you know, buy Apple products, there's a reason why it's because, you know, they have a vision and you connect to that vision. And it's the same way with my coaching or my programs is that someone is not just going to buy the fact that I help them lose weight, you know, over a certain time, millions of coaches do that. But 
they will probably resonate with my story or my approach to health and well-being. And that's probably why they will end up working with me. How did you go about discovering your why? Discovering my why? My why was so strong from the beginning that, uh, that it was just so obvious. I was so inspired by feeling the changes in my own health that I just wanted to go out there and help and do this. Because from day one, from the moment I went through this transformation, I was like, wow, this is so freaking powerful. We don't learn this in school. Why don't we learn this in school? Why don't we know how our bodies work? Why don't we know what we're supposed to be eating to feel good every single day? So I was like, we need to like help people do this. We need to, I need to help women specifically. At that point, I worked with men and women. But over time, I started to specialize in working with women because I was so, I was so connected to their emotional needs and desires because I've been through those, those challenges. And I struggled with an eating disorder for over 10 years. So I really just understand the ins and outs of what goes on in someone's head when they're emotionally connected to food. You said that you worked with both men and women, and then now you focus primarily on the women. So with that being said, what are some of the major common themes or problems that you see with their diets or with their health? Um, usually way too much caffeine, which as you know, if we drink too much coffee or too much caffeine, that can increase, increase cortisol levels. And when we have increased cortisol levels, that means usually we have decreased progesterone levels, which is a hormone that's very much needed for, anti, for, for not feeling anxious, for feeling relaxed. It's a diuretic hormone as well. So it helps us you know, get rid of excess fluid in the body. So um, it's a hormone that's very much needed uh, for us to have you know, you know, high levels of progesterone, normal levels of progesterone. But when we have high levels of cortisol, usually progesterone gets suppressed because cortisol production is prioritized at the moment when we're feeling stressed. And, um, and that is one of the biggest problems I see with people is that they're stressed and they don't know how to manage and cope with overwhelm. And that could be as simple as, teaching them a meditation technique or even just giving them permission to relax and take some time out from them, from there for themselves because many people especially women who have had kids or have several kids and you know running a household you know having a career at the same time and, and doing a million things then neglect themselves and they don't give themselves permission to do what they need to do to refill their cup and as we know, if our cup is empty, we can't really pour for anyone else. We can't take care of anyone else as well as we could. And we can't show up 100% because we are depleted ourselves. So we need to make sure that we do take care of ourselves and give us what we need. I completely agree. Uh, what, what basic, you know, just maybe providing actual steps is a big thing about this podcast. So what kind of basic meditation do you take your clients through in the beginning? Hmm. Well, I use, um, there's an app that I really love. It's called One Giant Mind. And it's a tap, it's, 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 it's an app that, it's a free app actually that helps and takes people through 10 steps of meditation. So learning how to do a very simple technical meditation, it's just close, probably close to a Vedic meditation um, where you're really just focusing on a simple mantra. And people struggle with meditation because they think that they need to do something or get somewhere, it's gonna be difficult, right? And our minds are so active and so busy that it's hard to quiet the mind and not have thoughts. But the idea isn't to not have thoughts. The idea is to be the observer of your thoughts and see what's actually going on every single day and looping around the 60,000 thoughts a day that we have. Um, 
the reoccurring thoughts that are ha happening every day. So if that helps, something that I, I read recently that really helped me was when you are having thoughts in meditation, don't look at this as, as, as a failure or, or, or a problem, but actually every time you have a thought, look at that as an awakening moment, as an opportunity, as an enlightenment that you've noticed the thought that now you have, and that's okay. It just means that you know that you, you're aware of that thought and you are not the thought. You just have the thought. So not identifying with those thoughts, but actually just notice that they're there. And if you can do that, if you can master that, you will become the master of your mind and you can you know, clear your mind and calm your mind. I think that's probably one of the first things I would say. That's really important. And I'm glad that you were able to share that. And where can people reach out if they want to find out more about you or, or learn about what you're doing? Simple, the leanbodycoach.com. And uh, my handle on Instagram is also the lean body coach. And I also have a free Facebook group, the leanbodycoach.com forward slash group where they can find me and join. Um, and I'll, I'll share free tips and free advice there um, and take them through these steps. Sweet. So I've got one last question, but first a little bit of background. So when you died, the only thing that matters is the difference that you made and the impact that you had. So with that being said, what difference or what impact are you looking to make? Mm, it's a beautiful question. The impact that I'm looking to make is to empower every woman or every person out there who comes across uh, my teachings to, to know that they are good enough and they are amazing and they are perfect and they can make the changes that they want they can improve themselves and that's okay to continuously improve ourselves and you know take control over our health and continuously improve us, ourselves as human being and improve our health but those actions should come from a place of love rather than a place of fear and I know this because I lived in this place of fear for so many years. I was dieting. I was torturing my body into submission. I was over-exercising and I was doing all these things because for so many years, I didn't think I was good enough and that I was worthy. And if I can just get people to believe that they are worthy and they can give permission to themselves, that they can love themselves and they can do the actions that they do on a daily basis from a place of love, then I've done my job.